I'm David W. Berner, and this is The Rider Shed. Happy New Year, everybody. We are uh, recording this uh, podcast this time around prior to the new year, but it's dropping on the new year, so... Happy New Year to you, yours, and I hope you have some ideas for the new year. I hate to use the word resolution sometimes because those are easily broken, uh, as we all know, Um, but uh, goals or ideas or plans or dreams, all those kind of count, I think. Um, They're really just, uh, you know, other words for resolutions, though, aren't they? Uh, As I record this, there's still snow on the ground in the Chicago area. We had about two or three inches over the Christmas period. Very cold temperatures here. And uh, much of the country really has been uh, chilly. But we're up into the 40s and 50s as the new year approaches here as we record. And we understand temperatures are going to be in the 40s for the first week of the new year. So I'll take that. Uh, through the winter months in the Midwest. So the new year, that of course is what we're talking about this time around. And I brought in three guests this time to talk about writer resolutions. So with me today is Rick Kempfer, Caroline Malloy, and Brian Johnston. They are three writers and editors who come to us today to talk about what a writer resolution might look in their eyes and maybe uh, help you decide what you want your writer resolutions to be for the new year. Let's go through this a little bit. Rick has written eight books, including the new novel, Back of the DDR. Rick is the co-publisher of Eckert's Press, a media critic for the Illinois Entertainer, a podcaster too. Before turning to writing and publishing, Rick was an executive producer of two national radio Hall of Fame shows. Caroline Malloy launched her successful book coaching editing business after two decades in academia. She helps authors in nonfiction, memoir, and historical fiction write their best books and has authored the chapter on book coaching in an upcoming anthology on academic editing. And Brian Johnson lives in St. Joseph, Michigan with his wife and two kids. He's the author of three books and is an opinion maker columnist for the Herald Palladium newspaper. Caroline, Rick, Brian, appreciate you all being here. This is a this is a, I don't know where you all are at the moment, but outside of Chicago here is frigid. I don't think it's out of the teens and um, I'm already tired of it. So end of show. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind. I love the sunshine in the winter, but man, I just, I, I get increasingly um, intolerant of, of this weather, but we're going to plow through. Anyway, I appreciate that. So I've asked all three of you to kind of come to the plate here with um, what what I'm loosely calling writer resolutions. And um, we can talk about one thing at a time. We can talk about each one of yours, uh, however we want to do that. But what I'm looking at here is, you know, none of the stuff that we all work in in some fashion gets done unless you, you say, okay, I got a plan um, and whatever that plan may be, right? So um, maybe this is for you personally. Maybe it's for... Um, people that you're working with could be maybe, you know, a client, it could be, um, you know, friends of yours who are trying to work through some writing project, any, anything at all, but I'm looking for resolutions, um, goal setting, I guess it is a good way to put it. And that sounds very old and old fashioned, but I do think that there's something to that when it comes to this genre and, you know, this, this artistic, um, endeavor. So, so Caroline, can I talk to you first? Maybe you, um, you know, you're you're the more uh, more of the educator here, I think. So maybe you've got uh, 
a little more insight into what a good resolution might be for you or someone else. You have something you can share? Uh, sure, David. Yeah, nothing, nothing like a little pressure here. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We're all about we're all about the pressure. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this question, and I think the I, I came across a story just in the last week that may be familiar to to you guys um, and and to your listeners, but I hadn't heard it before. Um, and I came across the story through Austin Cleon, um, the steel like who wrote Steel Like an Artist. Um, yeah, I'm and- familiar with that. Very unique book. Yeah. It's a really cool book. I, I love his newsletter. It's always really inspiring. And, and he was talking about this story um, of a ceramics professor. I guess that's a pretty famous story. A ceramics professor who gives his students an assignment and says, at the end of the semester, you're going to be graded. One half of you are going to be graded on the quality of your results. And the other half of you are going to be graded on the quantity, just the sheer quantity. If you have 50 pounds of ceramics, doesn't matter if they're good, bad, or ugly, mm. you're going to get an A. If you have 20 pounds, you're going to get a D. And everybody else is focusing on, you know, quality, the best piece will get your grade. And at the end of the semester, the professor discovers, much to his surprise, and this is based on a true story, that the quantity group actually in the end produced better quality. Mm. Because the quality folks sat around and got so in their heads about it. And like I said, it's it's based on a true story about a photography class. It's been told as a ceramics class. And I've been thinking about it in terms of resolutions for writing. Um, For both myself and for my clients, my writers that I work with, we're so... Uh, I think afraid to put the wrong words on the page or we can get so stuck and like, I just need to perfect this page or this chapter. But my resolution personally and as advice for next year is to try the quantity approach <laughs> to really just say, you know what, I am going to write all the pages and just keep writing and let that process be its own way of improvement and finding your quality of voice because it works. Um, and, and we want to tell ourselves that, no, we need to be perfectionists on the page or we need to revise and revise and revise the one thing. But I don't know. My resolution is is try to be in the quality group, quantity group and see what happens. I, I really like that. Um, there's a, and I always mix this up if it's Michelangelo or Da Vinci, I think it's Da Vinci said uh, art is never finished. It's only abandoned which in a way kind of meets that in a sort of odd way, kind of matches what you're talking about. It's like, okay, I'm done with this now. Uh, I can still perfect it. I'm sure I could put a comma in a better place than they, that is, or I could change the word there. But in the end, it's done. So let's go to the next thing. And let's go to the next thing. And let's go to the next thing. And let's go to the next thing. Now, Rick uh, and I have both worked in radio uh, from time to time a lot. And radio is about what have you done for me in the last 10 minutes? Yeah. So we're we're all about, um, you know, we're all about that. I mean, that's that's how we've lived our lives. It's like it's time to go to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And Brian, you write you write newspaper columns. And I would mm-hmm. suspect that you, you know, sit there and you hone in and you work very hard at it. But you got another one to do. After right. That. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe the two of you could talk to that a little bit before I ask you for your resolutions, Rick and Brian. Now, whoever wants to go first about uh, what Caroline said. Well, I don't mind uh, speaking on that. That you know, it, it. I was a producer of a radio show, okay, a couple of radio shows, and my job every day was to come up with 
you know, four and a half hours of material for the hosts to uh, talk about. And, you know, you have no idea how much that is four and a half hours of material every day. And I became incredibly disciplined because of that. So every day I would, I, I would just never stop looking for material. It was, you know, 24 hours a day. I was always looking for material. And so when I left radio, um, it was very easy for me to transition into the type of writer that you're talking about that is, uh, you know, writing for volume. I mean, I write every day. I write all the time. And, and, and that's, I, I do polish the books, like David said, but it, I get to the point where I'm like, that's it. I, I can't read this anymore. This is as good as it's going to be mm-hmm. next project. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, how about you? Um, I think that, I, well, I think what I need to do is I need to trust myself as a writer. Now, that might sound kind of vague at first, but let me explain. Um, so I, I think that we need to stop, as writers, we need to stop trying so hard to come up with material and just trust the fact that, you know, what happens in our daily lives is going to be interesting enough for people to want to read about. I, I know it sounds a little bit vague, but I think that that's, I think if we trust ourselves as writers a little bit more and trust that, that we'll be able to come up with some good content when the time comes, I think that that's a good resolution to have. Yeah. It's, it's almost as if you, you, you're working too hard to come up with the coolest, best plot ever, you know, mm-hmm. when, you know, maybe I about to spend some time developing the characters instead of worrying so much about how perfect the plot's supposed to be. Um, I don't know, maybe that's not what you're saying, but that's what popped into my head. Hey, I think that what I said applies to what you were talking about as well. If you're talking about writing like a novel or something like that, I think that definitely applies. Yeah. So, so, so Rick, uh, then what is your, is your resolution maybe dedicated to being, you know, like a radio producer again and just pumping it all out or what? No, it's not that at all. (laughs) Definitely not. No, mine is, uh, you know, I, I've been writing, as I mentioned, pretty much every day uh, since I left radio 15 years ago. But there's one project that has been kind of hovering over my head. And everyone says to me, you know, you need to write this book. And it's a particular book. It's kind of like a biography of, uh, of uh, an entity, let's say, mm. uh, without giving it away that uh, I've done 150 interviews for this book. And every time something else will come along and I'll go, you know what, I'm going to work on this instead, or I'm going to work on this instead. And this year I've decided that I'm going to crank it out and live by my motto of um, it's never going to be perfect. And I've got to, I've got to get it done this year. And so that is my resolution for this year. But you're not going to tell us what this is. At least give us a better hint. I'll tell you, it's uh it's the history of a radio station. Mm, okay. Um, but I, it's a it's a radio station that doesn't exist anymore, and I have to get the rights to it uh, wow. from the uh, owners of the of the logo and all that stuff. Without prying too much on this, yeah. is it a radio station that all of us would know about, or is it something that's more like uniquely uh, obscure? It's not obscure. Okay. It's a well-known radio station in Chicago. Okay, but but I can't. Uh, 
I'm not allowed to say what it is. I, I think but I know what it is. Guess, but look at yeah. my biography. You can probably figure it out. I think I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think I know what it is. Um, and that would be an epic thing to do because there's, yeah. there's if, if it's the same thing, there's a major, major point of history to that station, not only locally, but nationally. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I've already conducted 150 interviews for it. And I know virtually everybody that ever worked there. And uh, it will be, it'll be really good, but I, yeah. I've been, yeah. I've been kind of waiting for the right moment to do it. And I just decided that's it. I'm doing it this year. This is a year to do it. I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. Brian, how about you? What's your, uh, what's your resolution? I think my resolution is to be more of a reader. Uh, I, there's a lot of books that I've wanted to read. And I know that being a good reader inspires you to come up with good topics right and it just seems like with day-to-day -day life i keep saying like my my oh i'm going to read this book i'm going to read that book and my list of books to read keeps piling up and i keep making excuses to not get it done so um, i think that i'm going to read some more books um probably about the writing process but about other things too just to try to get my mind churning and hopefully come up with some new ideas i think that if I force myself to make time to do that, uh, I think that I'll be a better writer because of it. Yeah. Well, we've always heard that adage, you know, like you, you can't be a great writer or a good writer if you don't read. And, you know, once you become a writer, however way you want to, you know, define that, you never read a book the same way again. You never read it entirely for entertainment or it just doesn't happen. You're reading it to look at the sentence structure, reading it to the style, looking at the voice. Why did they plot like that? How come there is no plot? Why is it character? Who is this character? How did he develop that character? I mean, it's you look at things so differently. So, yeah, I think that's an essential thing. I think it's also kind of cool if you throw in a classic that you've never read or one that you've been afraid to read. But I guarantee you if I, if I, you know, if I did a survey of writers and if the ones who have read Ulysses or not, it would not be all of them. Okay. Right. It would not be. Mm -hmm. It would not be all of them for war and peace. It would not be all yeah, of that's them. For, I've never yeah. read that one. No, it's not going to, it's not, it's not true. It's just not, you know, do we know a little bit about it? Do we understand why it's significant? Yeah, probably. But have we read them? No, I just did a podcast last week with a woman who is in love with Henry David Thoreau nearly as much as I am. She's never finished Walden. I, she said, I can't get through it. I can't get through the whole thing. But, you know, she she wanted to do it, and someday she will, but she's never read it. To do that, Brian, is a great idea. I mean, I think that's mm -hmm. a wonderful idea. Um, if I said that to my wife right now, though, she'd kill me because the side of my bed right now is <laughs> the books are now not only on the nightstand, they're on the floor. So I don't know if that's going to be part of my resolution, but I think that's a, an excellent one. I was thinking hard about this, and – this is, um, I've actually thought about this prior to this conversation, but even before I decided I want to do this conversation, I've written 11 books. And I just realized the other day that I wrote 11 books. I didn't even realize I'd written 11 books. I don't necessarily count them. It's kind of like radio shows where you do one, you forget yeah, about yeah. it, you go to the next one. Right. Yep. And I didn't even, it just, I'm like, Holy Moses. Um, so my resolution was be to not write a book. Uh, what I want to do is focus on some of the stuff I've been doing online. I read, I write a regular essay online on the Substack platform. I want to dedicate a little more time to that. Um, I write something for Medium, which is more of a craft-driven piece, and I want to be a little more diligent and dedicated to that. So 
my resolution is to to work on these other platforms a little bit more. Um, I'm finding that I'm getting a lot of readership on those platforms. So why shouldn't I try to build that platform a little bit? So that's mine is to not write another book. I have two manuscripts down. I'm trying to shop right now. I don't really, I don't need to write another book. Kind of counterintuitive to what you were saying, Caroline, though. It's like quantity, you know, maybe I should write that another book, you know. Yeah, but isn't uh, a Substack and Medium and the other like smaller pieces, that's, there's your quantity. That's the constant practice. Yeah. Okay. That when you come yeah. back to it, and you're like, all right, book 12. You know. <laughs> You'll end up writing <laughs> more this way. Exactly. Yeah, probably will. Yeah, that's a good point. I appreciate you saying that. So of each of your resolutions, do you think that they're all the kinds of resolutions that not only you will adhere to, and yours is really specific, Rex, or particular, particular yeah. thing, but it could be for anybody who says, you know, I've always wanted to write a book about this and never get to it. So um, do you think these are all ideas that um, that can be used by other people, that can be an inspiration to somebody else? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, the, the reading one um, is a great resolution. I, that one is really hard for me because I'm also a publisher. And so I get, you know, 30 manuscripts a month sent to me. And so I literally read for a living. So reading for, for pleasure, although as David mentioned, reading for pleasure, does that even happen really? Mm -hmm. um, but I really want to do that badly. I want to find a book that I can just sit down and read that I don't have to worry about, is it going to be publishable? Do I need to you know, work out a contract with the author? Uh, all that sort of stuff. That to me is a great resolution. I definitely want to try that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I liked David. I like that you're, you're, you, ah, I can't speak. You brought up uh, Ulysses and War and Peace and things like that. And I, I wonder Rick, if that's not a way in, I think in terms of yeah, maybe uh, one like a Charles Dickens or something. I, can right? Can can you read something that is to maybe expand a particular part of yourself as a writer, like to read for new vocabulary? And that's yeah. like Ulysses. You know <laughs> what you're going to encounter from Joyce or from Tolstoy. Um, you know, just that exposure to the words, to the language, to the pacing. It's new and it's different, even though it's classic. I actually read Ulysses for the first time last year because my wife and I were going to Ireland. Oh, yeah. And so I wanted, and I knew we would be spending some time in Dublin. I just wanted to get a background and, and it made it more fun. I thought going to Dublin made it more fun after reading it because uh, like, oh, this is here. This is there, you know? Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. I have read read Ulysses. I had to one time because I was part of a reading for it, actually. So I felt like I needed to. It was almost like, you know, homework. And I finally got around to it. And I've read parts of it, and I kind of know what it's about. And when I was in my MFA program, every professor in the world was talking about Ulysses all the time, which really got old. It's not an easy book to read, though. It's, no, it's, it's not. So, Brian, now you got us all on this reading thing. You know, thanks, pal. I really appreciate it. Now I got all this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there any particular thing, Brian, that you would offer to somebody like somebody who wants to write, maybe has never written? Sometimes the craft books are great. Sometimes it's better just to read a good book. Um, I hate to put you on the spot, but is there anything that might be you would say, you know, if you really want to be a writer, read this? I think that what you need to do more than anything is I, I, I'm, I'm a librarian for a living, so I'm, I always should feel like I need to plug the library, but I would recommend 
uh, going to your local library and asking them and saying, hey, what kind of books do you have on uh, writing nonfiction or writing a novel or self-publishing or something like that? I think that mm -hmm. that's uh, that'd be my best advice would be to do something like that. Um, just because, uh, you know, the, the library is a great place to go, uh, you know, for, you know, if you need reference help or you need, um, need to gain some new knowledge on a particular topic, uh, there's, there are people that are trained professionally to help you do things like that. So, um, I, th I think that you just need to focus on what specific kind of writing that you want to do and, uh, see if you can find a book about that because, um, there's a lot of books out there that are just about writing in general. But I think if you're looking for something specific, I think that you need to, um, like there's a, there, there's a few books that I've read about uh, writing nonfiction, which is my uh, area of expertise. I'm not really a fiction writer. I'm more of a nonfiction writer. So I, I, think you, I think you need to find something specific to what it is that you want to write and, and try to find that. And go to your library and see if they can help you with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea because you could you know spend a lot of money on books if you're trying to work that out. I teach a couple of classes about writing every year, and uh, I, I always fall into the pattern of offering books, like I teach a lot of memoir classes. I teach and I tell them, read this memoir. Not necessarily go to the craft book about memoir. You know, there's certain things you need to know about the genre. But if you read this memoir and sort of get through osmosis, how they're structuring this, maybe that's going to help you. Yeah, and, and that that seems to me like if I were giving somebody a a resolution for their project, I would say read a book that's similar to yours. Read something. Read, look for the structure. Look for the way they, um, you know, they 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 pull you through. Look at the way that they um, define change and transformation because it's so so important, especially memoir. Um, you know, so I find that a lot of people don't do that. They're looking for the how-tos. They they jump through a how-to, which is great if you're really coming from a place where you need that. It's like the difference in a mind of somebody who reads the the directions and somebody who just looks at YouTube to watch somebody do it, right? That's like a different kind of intelligence, right? Some people read the directions because that's how they can figure out how to do it. And other people watch the YouTube video and go, oh, yeah, okay, I got it now, right? Same mm -hmm. kind of thing. I think you need to do both when you're when you're trying to figure out what your writing is. So I don't know. Did I go off track? Something. I, I, I just think that's I think a good trial thing. and error is a yeah. good one too. <laughs> Which comes to the quantity issue that yeah. Caroline's talking about, right? It's like just right. just write for God's sake. Yeah, right? exactly. just get it down on paper. Um, I say, I mean, that's the old that's the adage from Hemingway, right? Write drunk, edit sober. It basically means don't be drunk when you're writing. What it means is be free. Right, freely. Don't, don't criticize. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then worry about what it's going to look like and how it's going to move forward and how it's structured and if you put that period in the right place and all that kind of stuff. So anything else you want to add to this, guys? Anything that you're thinking about after some of this discussion that might uh, – or maybe you've changed your resolution. Or maybe you've adopted all three of these and now you have too much to do. <laughs> well, I, I have to uh, find your sub stack. I know that. Oh, um, well, nice I one. didn't. I didn't realize you were out there on that. I'll have to check it out. Look forward sure. to reading it. Okay, it's called the Abundance. It's basically personal essays. Appreciate okay. that. But yeah, sure. but but reading other people, you know, Brian said reading other people uh, is you know fabulous. I I I love that. Many times I'll read. And I'm sure you've all experienced this. You read something from somebody else, and you're like something that's really good, and you're like, why do I bother? 
Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the biggest compliment you can get as a writer is it depressed me because it was too good. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. now I know I can't write one that good. <laughs> I, I, I occasionally get those that come across my desk. I'm like, wow, that's 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 tremendous. Yeah. That shouldn't be a resolution. Don't read because you're going to be depressed by your right. own work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but doesn't that bring what you were saying together, uh, Brian and David, right? So you read something, this is spectacular. Take the craft book and look at that thing that you read that was fantastic. That memoir maybe that you've read, you know, the craft book can help unpack what's already been written if you're a writer. Yeah. Instead of worrying about like, do I have to apply this craft book to this story that I'm learning how to write or that I'm, I'm, you know, slogging through or wherever I'm feeling about it, you know, see how it works in a book that you love and a book that inspires you. And yeah. there's yeah. something to take away from that. No, that's a really good point. Well, I wish you all the luck in the world with all your resolutions. I'm sure that mine and many of yours and many of other people who are listening here will be broken by February, but <laughs> you know, there, there's hope in the air. So uh, hopefully that goes well. Thanks for having us, David. Same, thanks. Yes, thanks so much. So if you have any writer resolutions, writer dreams, writer plans, writer ideas for 2023, I'd love to hear about them. You can send me a note at writershedpress at gmail.com. This has been another episode of The Writer Shed. I'm David W. Burner, production and interviews for The Writer Shed, always produced in the shed. You can find out more about Writer Shed Press at writershedpress.com and at The Writer Shed on Medium. You can also sign up for our newsletter there and find us at Writer Shed Press on Twitter. All the episodes of The Writer Shed are available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.